What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Bronche. I am Julissa. What's good, everybody? This is Skittles. And this week, we have an awesome guest. He hails from New York City. Um, he's a dope, dope dude. Vaughn, who the fuck are you? I'm Vaughn. <laughs> My name is not Vaughn. We go through this all the time. Though. Yeah, so it's spelled V-A-A-U-G-H-N. Vaughn. So that's oh, yeah, a Vaughn. That's my, like, oh, maybe I have an Vaughn. accent. Maybe I have an accent, you know. Vaughn. Bong. First of all, I your name is Bong on my phone. Like I'd helado, rather you call me Bong. <laughs> like Elado Bong, which is shout outs to it. You know what bong. you are on my phone? What? I like E like that. <laughs> <laughs> because, no, because he sings that song a lot. And so when Cardi came out with I Like It, uh-huh. literally, immediately, I was like, oh, my God, they made a song for me and Vaughn. Like, Vaughn. They, <laughs> they literally just made a song for us. Anyway, um, so Vaughn, who, who, <laughs> okay. who the fuck are you? Tell us about yourself. Uh, You know, I mean, you know me. Uh, for those that don't know me, uh, I'm a guy. That's <laughs> uh, a good start. <laughs> you know, I got put in the oven a little bit, so I'm colored. <laughs> All right, uh, okay. come on, I'm a pretty well-rounded guy, native New Yorker, and you know I'm out here trying to live my best life now. Yes, you yes. know, getting my shit together. Um, yes. I'm a civil servant by day. <laughs> uh, I'm a heathen Ooh. on Saturdays, Ooh. and you know, on just Sundays, try to be as helpful as I can. Church, you, know? you spend yeah. Sundays in church? No, um, okay. I spend Sundays. Playing basketball. Uh, playing ball. Yeah. You know, driving. <laughs> uh, you know, just doing You're different just a shit. Regular ass. <laughs> right. just like yeah. a regular, well, regular, I don't regular, know about regular, regular, but you know. Well, Vaughn, okay. you so um where do you work? Um tell us a little bit about you're a really, really funny dude. So there's some projects that you hope to work on in the future. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, I would love to get my ideas out there. I am funny as fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I have some stuff that I've been working on, a lot of writing, but, you know, I got to stop procrastinating and mm. just do. Mm. But, you know, I don't want to put too much out there in case someone with money right. that's able to facilitate th- certain things can just do it, steal my shit. Right. Which happens? Which happens? So, Vaughn, what's your favorite brunch plate? Uh, margarita. Brunch plate? <laughs> Who? I mean, I go like to brunch food? for the drinks. What the fuck? Oh, okay, all right. I mean, you eat plate. you eat right. food okay. you eat food at the brunch, but that's only so you can coat your stomach. Well, just like, drink usually, more alcohol. Usually, people have like a go-to brunch dish. Like, I know if I'm going to have Havana Cafe, I'm getting a combinacion perfecto. And I'm also going to get... Translation, please. I know the meal that I'm getting. It's called the perfect combination. Perfect combination. Got it. Uh, Well, I try to get something that's filling. Maybe something with a little bread. Because... French toast. No. Um, You know, it's huevos and shit. (laughs) Okay. Do you stick on the, like... Do you stick on the, like... The, the lunch side of brunch or the breakfast side of brunch? Okay, we can say breakfast side of brunch. Uh, I frequent at a Mexican spot. Oh. Uh, that, who put you on to? 
Oh. A uh, lady friend. Oh, oh, shut the fuck up. You're not going to give Skittles credit Come for on. the long jungle? Skittles is the king of <laughs> the he is jungle. Good. I am like the fucking... That you are, but on that's... the wall, that's me. So you'll eat maybe some huevos rancheros, <laughs> but margaritas are your go-to drink for sure. Smooth yeah. margaritas. I yes. fucking... I fuck with that too. Limon jungle makes really good margaritas. Can we toast it's for good. smooth margaritas? Yeah, smooth margaritas. Boom. So, Vaughn... What was going out to eat like when you were growing up? Well, what age are we talking? I mean, when you were growing up, give me any age range, 5 to 10, 10 to 15, you know, teenage years. Like, what was it like All right, we'll start when the family okay. would go out to eat? So, when we were younger, it was, there's food in the house. So, <laughs> going out was very rare. Right. But once we did start going out, there was um, what was the like the Holy Grail, Mick fucking Donalds. That mm. was seen as gourmet to us. Yo, <laughs> we got too. to go to Love McDonald's. Me. You got food that was delicious, a nice cup of soda, and a fucking toy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Word, the Happy Meal. Food and toys. Yeah. And you could probably play in the jungle gym if you visited somewhere. That's, yeah, so, I remember McDonald's being a reward too. Yeah. 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 That was sure. definitely the pinnacle of fine dining. Especially if and, it had a play place in it. And now, okay, imagine the way we go to McDonald's drunk. Imagine if they had a play place for us to frolic and drunk as we wait for fries that we do not need to eat. <laughs> that would be great if they can that, that would be That would be hysterical. That would be great for Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so okay, so that was the younger age. So now give me the next chunk of time. What was going out to eat as you got a little older? Okay, well, as I got a little older, um, you know, I was out here in these streets. And I loved to just visit, like, random restaurants. Like, I really would visit a random restaurant, see it, just eat, like, go there, text, like, 10 friends and the first one who would hit me back I would invite them to come eat with me funny story uh, I went to this Vietnamese restaurant mm -hmm. and I did the whole thing with the 10 friends and one of those friends was my younger brother Julius and I was like yo come eat you know Vietnamese restaurant he came through and one thing I could say about my brother Julius is he's just always he stays true to himself <laughs> he's a gangster. He's hood. Yeah. <laughs> shit. You know, he's a little rough around the edges, you know? I love Julius. Different strokes for different niggas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we go to this restaurant, and he's like, yo, they got chicken wings and pork fried rice here? I'm like, uh, you know, it's a Vietnamese restaurant. Just, you know, take a look at the whole menu. See what you like, yo. You never know. Like, just take a look at the menu. He's looking at me like, nah. I'm just like, hey, like... <laughs> Look at the menu. You don't have to pay for anything, whatever. So the guy comes, oh, you ready to take your order? You know, that's a little insensitive. I'll just put the regular voice. Are you ready to take your order? Thank you. All right. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll have the whatever the fuck I got. And he's looking like, yo, y'all got chicken wings and pork fried rice? <laughs> and the guy's looking at me like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, he was, <laughs> he was terrified. You know, and my brother, so you know, he funny. was still flagging at the time and all that stuff. You know, yeah. he's, you know. Yeah. That's... And the guy was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, yo, y'all got to have it. Just make it. Like, make the chicken wings <laughs> with the pork fried rice. 
Oh, he was like, oh, I don't. He was looking at the menu. I'm just like, I told him, sir, please, if you can, just take whatever chicken you have back there, fry it. Right. Take some rice, just fry it. <laughs> and what happened? He made pork. He, he did it? I mean, yeah, it wasn't like a Chinese spot, but it was there in the Vietnamese rendition of chicken what, wings and with was, pork. What was rice. Julius's reaction to it? He scarfed it down. Like Great. Whoosh. I just want to know how the story ends. You know, he was like, just hungry. Like, <laughs> first of all, if you're in a Vietnamese restaurant, and you still want chicken wings and pork fried rice. How sophisticated can your palate be? Aw, I mean, all right, listen. <laughs> he's no Gordon Ramsay. I always fuck with chicken wings. All right, <laughs> pork fried rice. Yes, but if you go to a restaurant, rice, you're not gonna order and that chicken wings. You know, but I understand wanting it. You know. <laughs> Like, when I was younger, I used to go to, like, places and be like, oh, I want pork, um, chicken with broccoli combination. Yeah, but if I want an ice cream cone, I'm not going to be at the on. Apple store. Like, oh, give learn, me ice cream. Like, you learn later on. Like, maybe he just didn't know. He was in his like, 20s already. All right. Let's, let's get... Let's, I, He's fine. He's doing but, fine. But now, you know, so... so And now your palate has just evolved in a way where, like, you just, like, trying new shit and, like, eating out. Like, just going out as long as the meal's good. Yes. That's dope. Um, what is your favorite bochinche topic to discuss while you're eating? Translation, please. What is your favorite gossip topic to discuss? Oh, that's easy. NBA. NBA. <laughs> NBA gossip, especially during the summer. That's the off season. Oh, where's LeBron gonna go? Oh, what's going you know, what's gonna happen? Who's gonna sign here? Oh, this one's talking about he has the flu and he doesn't want to be here anymore. And this one's talking about that one. This one ruptured his Achilles. It's pretty serious. The it NBA is. culture. I mean sports culture in general, but like y'all are y'all really have this novella going on with each other. I honestly don't understand it, but I mean it. The whole LeBron, so LeBron signed with the Lakers. Um, Carmelo Anthony right now is pretty much up in the air. Yes. Uh, well, Carmelo Anthony, we have to applaud that man for securing the bag. He had a $27 million player option, mm -hmm. which he picked up because on the open market, he's probably worth less than that. Wow. Uh, so he picked up the option. The Thunder will most likely buy him out. Mm. And he'll. I don't know. Hopefully he doesn't chase behind LeBron. I mean, but yeah. Yeah. That's basically what's going on. We'll That's see dope. what happens. Dope. Sports talk. I, I always get nostalgic about uh, sports talk at a dinner table. It reminds me a lot of like my household and like when my dad would be watching TV and uncles were around and all that shit was going on. I love it. Baseball? I, well, a, any sport. I mean, my dad's a, literally like will even talk to you about golf. Like my dad watches oh, one of those all just sports. Yeah, he just likes all sports. Wimbledon. Yeah, lit, anything. Like literally, he's like an encyclopedia with sports. It's pretty awesome. But I have like this nostalgic memory of sitting around and like listening to all of the men talk about it. Um, and it comforts me. Like I love, I don't know if you've ever noticed, like you guys are hanging out and like talking about sports. I'm totally like invested, even though I don't know what the fuck. No, I've noticed you gay gazing at us ever yeah. so softly. <laughs> it's like a magic moment. Freaked me out, but I just kept it to myself. The whole, you know, no, it was just well, an unspoken thing. Well, like, it, oh. it, it's just like a, an A, I'm actually listening, but B, like I'm kind of like, oh, this is nice. I like this. This is familiar. 
Um, anyway, so let's go into our cheers uh, to the ladies who, which yes. is when we shout out people um, doing really, really dope shit. Dope. I want to start because let me tell you something. Fourth of July, I'm sitting here and I'm just scrolling on the internet and all of a sudden I see woman climb Statue of Liberty. So I'm like, oh, what's this about? And I watch, start watching the Facebook live feed. And I happen to roll in right around the time, like maybe two minutes before she sat down and crossed her legs and her arms. And she took the pose that of that I love New, the New York meme where she's sitting on the bed with the sunglasses on and she has that petty face. Like mm-hmm. literally um, in that moment. And it was the dopest thing to see live. Like I felt like, you know, people watched when the rocket went to the moon and all that mm-hmm. shit. I felt like I just witnessed a black woman just say fuck you <laughs> to America by sitting her ass right down, crossing her arms and just sitting I'm there just like, chilling. what? Move me. I dare yeah. you. It was so incredible. Um, and she had gotten arrested and she's been released now. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe she hails from the Congo. Um, yes. Yeah. And she's, she's so a- Trisha. Um, boo, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to butcher the name, but, but butcher just her first name. Yes, but and in her speech, she was like, um, "Michelle Obama said when they go low, we go high," and I went as high as I could. I was like, "Fuck it up, which was sis. incredible." Yeah, fuck it up, sis. Yeah. That was a moment, and it was it was just really dope. Then Donald Trump, of course, said that if it was up to him, he would have like let her like jump. He would have like waited to watch until she jumped. He said that. Oh yeah, God, right. Not man. shocking at all. <laughs> Not man. shocking at all. But he definitely said that. Um, it was silly. But shout out to her and yes. all beautiful black women who are out here and yes, she's fighting the good fight. S- fighting bitch. the good fight, and it was such a wonderful symbol. Putting Word. on for all of us. Yeah, definitely. Always black yes. women, always coming through. All right, and the next cheers to the ladies who goes out to all of the ladies who are out on tour this summer. Of course, the first person I'm going to mention is Britney fucking Spears because she starts her tour actually this week and she will be doing an exclusive intimate tour of Peace of Me, the show that was in Vegas. We also have Christina Aguilera, Beyonce and Jay-Z, the On The Run Tour 2, nice. yes. Janelle Monae, nice. Nicki Minaj, and Future are going on the Nicki Hendrix tour. Um, huh. And do you guys know of anybody else that I'm missing? I actually don't. I'm so bad at keeping up with tours. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's <laughs> going on well tours. I just know that these are all the people that I wish I had money to see. Like, I want to see Word. all of these guys. Um, and Britney and Christina are actually doing smaller venues. They're doing Radio City Music Hall, which means that the cheapest ticket are like four hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So no thanks. <laughs> yeah. They're it's literally like topped. Literally topped the the um, Forbes list of like highest grossing wow. tours. And wow. there's only like thirty cities on it. <laughs> like, wow. yeah, it's a very limited tour. Whatever. She's Britney Spears. She can do what she wants. Um, the next cheers to the ladies who goes to us getting shit done. I know that last week you had your meet yes. through video with Cat Lazo. Yes, that was such an awesome thing. So, um, the video question. Yes. Sorry, what's a meet through? Me too. So, meet through is um the blog, the platform in which the cat call is sort of hosted at the moment. So, Cat Lazo, shout out to Cat, mm-hmm. um, who we went to LaGuardia High School with, is an awesome, awesome content creator. Um, she's pretty, I'd say, fam- I'd say pretty famous actually. Yeah. Um, and 
does these awesome videos which really dig into different topics the, um, in the Latino community, the Latinx community. Um, and I wrote a video about fat shaming. So um, that was released this week. It got a really, really good response in terms of views. Interesting response in terms of what people's views were around fat shaming. Some people mm -hmm. were like, oh, so you're encouraging people to be unhealthy and stay fat. And then other people were like, yeah, like this is the story of my life. I can't, mm -hmm. everything in my life is always associated with my weight. I can't escape it. Like my, my weight, it has taken over my identity in the way that people treat me. And so it was interesting to see that sort of conversation back and forth. We did the um, Instagram live yes. um, for the video and we answered some questions and stuff. It was, it was, it's been really dope. Um, and I'm glad that that's out. So yes. yeah. And by the time this episode comes out, my video will have been out already. But my video premieres tomorrow, and I'm excited for everybody to see it. It's called Latino. Latino. Um, it is produced Latino. by Yad Rodi. It's it going to be dope. It is featuring Manny Miz and DJ FX, who all host Swag in the City on Wednesdays. Check that shit out. It's so dope. So go to Swag in the City and check them out. Is this a music video? Um, yes, yes, it's a music video um, starring Cesar La Princesa. And yeah, I'm excited for that. Dope. It's going to be so awesome. Um, next, cheers to the ladies who I am saying it with this tone because I'm still a little weary, but um, there are going to be um, $10 million worth of renovations happening in parts of the Bronx. Um, so it's a project that had gotten approved and they had taken some time actually in figuring out how they wanted to zone it because they wanted to stretch it further north. But then they realized they can impact more if they kept the dollars amount dollar amounts in concentrated places so they're you know renovating art centers redoing theaters um mm -hmm. there's money being put towards local business owners so that they can get a facelift on their businesses mm -hmm. things That's like that the part that i like yeah oh i love like that, that part. part um and so this is going to be happening in the Melrose Yankee Stadium, uh, okay. Port Morris area. Mm -hmm. But ironic. But the one thing and the only reason I'm weary, all this shit is great. Like the Bronx has needed a facelift f for a really long time. Um, and I think that it's just kind of weird that it's happening right when a lot of these new luxury apartments that are coming up mm. are like nearing opening and nearing the their right like, you know what I mean? And it, and it's, and it's like someone had pointed out to me like, Oh, cause I said, I think it's kind of stupid if it's not going to serve the community. And they're like, how could that be stupid to do? And I'm like, well, it's stupid that, um, while there may have been, there are advocates that have been fighting for the Bronx to be sort of revitalized for years that though this is a win for them, it's a win for them at the win of the, the bigger picture, right? You know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah, now the motherfuckers who you've had to fight against to try to get money from for years because now they're getting a different piece of a different pie, they're willing to cut you this piece of the pie that you've it's, been entitled to, always. It's a proverbial emancipation proclamation, basically. It's, you know, we're doing this, that'll help you, but, you know, it's serving our own purposes yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it just happens to help you too yeah absolutely and it's just interesting to me because th that area there's already bars like charlie's and like these mm -hmm. little like there's a coffee shop that i don't know what it's called but i just see when i like if i'm in an uber over the harlem bridge it says like mm -hmm. coffee and like a really mm -hmm. bright sign and it's and all it's like a white wall. yes it's very williamsburg all of it is mm -hmm. very very williamsburg um and i'm just sort of like and it's Killing me because, like, I know we're going to go have brunch there. Yeah. 
I know we're gonna like you because it's our fucking borough and like yeah yeah but I've always been here and so the need to have a good brunch spot and to do has always been here yeah. it is not new because of these new luxury apartments that I still can't afford to live in like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean like it is it's a bit shitty um, but I am happy to know that you know there are gonna be especially for the artistic institutions that they're gonna get a level of support that they need, but I don't, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what the patrons and the board members are going to be of these like fucking thing. It's going to be these, I just feel like it's going to be white people who feel the Bronx is happening right now. And there's such an art scene and there's something Ugh. really special in the Bronx that we're ready to explore and we're ready to fund because it's, it's like a fucking fetish. It's a, I, I'm just not looking forward to it. And I do know it benefits the community and maybe I'm being a little cynical, but you know, We'll see. Yeah. Nowhere is safe. Yeah. They're gentrifying everywhere. It sucks. I've witnessed like, the, for the first time in history, the Upper West Side, I feel like is the first sign in history of the gentrification hmm. of a white neighborhood. Say more on that. The Upper West Side is very, like a very homely, you know, you see people dropping their kids yeah, 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 yeah. off, like mm-hmm, mostly mm-hmm. families. So, you know, they're opening new cafes, little brunch spots. It's just looking a little more Upper East Side mm. than it has. Mm. And that's just, yeah, it's pretty interesting to me. And I've always, I mean, it's always been interesting to me, the idea of growing up in Amsterdam projects and being across the street from Lincoln Center Julia Art and LaGuardia Performing Arts High School. And it's almost like literally the, the structures block the projects. Like if mm-hmm. you are driving over the high, like on the West Side Highway, there's a way in which the buildings, especially like those Trump Towers, block that you exist. And if I'm standing in Lincoln Center, I'm also blo- like I still also you don't. don't I literally have to walk on the sides to see that there are these buildings there. It's always been so interesting to me how m- fucking projects with people who, you know, are in need of a, a lot of support are surrounded by this like immense amount of wealth. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I've always been curious. What was that like? Like, did that, even, did you even notice that? Was that even a thing? Well, you never notice anything when you're a child. Hmm. Yeah. You just know that you want to have fun and you want something that has sugar in it. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> That's it. You give me $2. I'm going to play basketball all day. 50 cent cookies, the duplex ones, the little chocolate side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> The uh, clear 50-cent soda, the coconut flavor, Tropical Fantasy. Ew, Shout out to I them. I hated that flavor. You wanted the blue one? No, but that was the sperm killer. I didn't have... The 50-cent sodas, the blue ones, what? those were the sperm killers. That's what kids would say. Y'all didn't the hear about that? The oh, nutties? Yeah. That's why they were called nut nutties. Busters, yeah. Yeah, they were nut busters. Meanwhile, none of us were even <laughs> physically able to nut. <laughs> it didn't even matter. It was a moot point. But, but yeah... Um, yeah. So at what point did you realize? So that you've never realized that there's like a concentration of wealth that literally like. Once I hit sur- middle school, because hmm. I went to uh, shout out to MS44 Science Museum School. Hmm. Um, you know, so there were a lot of kids. Most of the kids at that school were from the other side of the tracks. So I got, hmm. you know, an idea of, you know, you know, children that didn't care. They were they didn't care about what type of sneakers you had on and different things like that. And but, you know, they always you know, they talked about doing different stuff. Some kid was going to the World Series and different things like that. You know, and they were all white or 
mostly, I mean, the school wasn't mostly white. There were black kids, Hispanic kids, but they were also from the other side of the tracks. Mm, so higher wealth status. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was a somewhat of a mix, but not really. Like I was, um, as far as Amsterdam houses go, it was um, me and like only one other kid that made it into that school. And so that's when I became aware of being broke as fuck. <laughs> um, and what does it feel like now? Oh, living, like being around that neighborhood? Yeah, like living in Amsterdam. How has that experience shifted? I mean, I feel lucky, honestly. Yeah. Because I can't afford to be in a luxury apartment. So what? It's a walk up or something? Either way, you're in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Especially in that neighborhood, the apartments are not big. It's fine. And, you know, driving along the West Side Highway and not being able to see it, I feel like it's good, actually. Hmm. We're kind of sheltered. Hmm. We're like a secret. We're like the Atlantis <laughs> housing projects. Like, people don't know we exist. Oh, That's man. dope. So I'll take it. That's dope. All right. Now let's get into our tuta loca, eh? Where we call motherfuckers out who are doing the most. Okay. Now, listen. Every day, Ugh. white people, listen, this whole trend of people calling <sighs> <laughs> the cops on black oh, people you for no just living no. their fucking lives. Wait, does that happen in Amsterdam that goes unreported? Like, have you witnessed white people calling the cops on black people in your neighborhood at all? I'm just curious. No, I think white people are mostly thankful that they're even able to walk through there safely. <laughs> So okay. you just going about your fucking yeah. business. Yeah, so they know better. <laughs> yeah, they know fucking better. But oh this God. week, we had a couple of people. I want to start with Mr. Patriotic Chad the Cookout Killer. Can we put uh, air quotes on patriotic? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yes, oh air quotes. God. Yeah, we can name Oh, I'm a patriot. Well, right. We know what that means. <laughs> Chad the Cookout Killer, um, and he's in Austin, <laughs> Texas, um, w- Stepped into his neighbor's barbecue to let them know that it was not appropriate that they were playing Spanish music on the 4th of July. Like, it's, you know, and... I wish a motherfucker (laughs) would. Like, my Theo Jesus would come straight out with a shotgun. Like, Like, or a machete. Yeah, it's literally... um, and he, and he said to them, you come to my country and do that on 4th of July? Like, oh, my God. Like, he was just so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick so, that sense of entitlement. Yeah. And, like, how dare you come into my space? Yeah, and, and, then, and, then he, and then he said, this is 4th of July. You want to do that? Throw it in my face? Just wait, motherfucker. What kind of threat? Right? As he's wearing an American flag Excuse bandana me? on his head. Yeah, don't disrespect my fucking country. You know, like literally. Wow. Yeah. And meanwhile, <laughs> you're, technically, you're technically wow. not supposed to wear, wear anything. Wear a flag on your head. Like, That's all disrespectful But never mind that, right? Right. It's right. all disrespectful That's to the flag. That's crazy. Anyone listening, if you are Caucasian yeah. and you live in Austin, Texas, and you're like a well-rounded person or, you know, you have some sense, you need to speak up. Because this man's making you guys look bad. Yo. Honestly. But you want to hear about his his, his casual, like how he re- bounced back from it? He goes, sometimes I just wish they would assimilate more. I hear them playing music, Spanish music, in the backyard all the time. And it doesn't bother me. Because the day and what 4th of July means to me, I felt disrespected. Oh I'm a very God. patriotic man. Unfortunately, I wasn't representative of a patriot. 
just after a long day, the music hit me the wrong way. XOXO. Got some girls. Fuck you, Chad. That was his. His name is Chad, yeah? That was, no, yeah, 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 Chad the cookout killer. Or or, or so he was dubbed Chad the cookout killer. Yeah, not Uh, all the names are like the actual person's name. Yeah, so so that was Chad's in in Austin, Texas. And then, do you Uh want to talk about Pool Patrol Paul? Pool Pool Patrol Paul (laughs) had the nerve to go up to a black woman who is only there with her baby. Mm-hmm. She's at the neighborhood pool. Oh, yeah. The neighborhood yep. pool. They have access to a pool, whatever. They all get a key card, whatever. Mm-hmm. There are certain rules that you got to follow. This man comes up to her because he does not believe that she's a resident and asks to see her ID. Now, nowhere does it say that she needs to show ID. Right. And, like, the signage out front. Right. And she's, like, showing him her key card. Like, I live here. I live here. Hello? And he kept on going, and, and he called the cops. And he he called the cops because she wouldn't show her ID. And so then the video is of, like, the cops being like, yo, her key card works. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what else do you need? What you know, other, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. That shit's crazy. Yeah, so that was Paul. Yeah. And then there was Pool Patrol Paula, oh all right, God. who called uh, the cops on a black family because the black woman's husband was wearing white socks at the pool and because the baby wasn't wearing a pool proof like diaper. diaper mind you on the rules that she was um, also pointing to the black woman who recorded her pointed out it says that they people need to be wearing yes proper swim gear but also no hats and in the pool are all her friends wearing their baseball caps mm-hmm. and she pointed out and it's hard to tell from the video but she was like and some of them are wearing basketball shorts not swim trunks you know what I mean? And so it was just so ridiculous. And then um, the cops came and, like, mediated the situation. And the girls, like, tried to act like when the cops came, like, no, well, I just think it was a misunderstanding, blah, 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 blah. And there's no misunderstanding. Because when you watch the beginning of the video, she's like, she's like, fine, record me. Like, with her little... Anyway, so that was My that. Thing is like... <sighs> continue, continue. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> You know, so then and the black woman left because she was just so pissed. She was like, you've ruined my 4th of July. And then there was Supermarket Sally. Supermarket Sally. In fucking Cali, this woman, this white woman um, skips the line in front of um, an Arab American woman and then says to her. So then the woman's like, yo, like, you know, like, what's up? Like, why? Basically calls her out for the skipping. And uh, the woman says to her, go back to your country. Right. And so that whole thing started and they started going back and forth on that. Um, and that's I mean, and that I'm sure that there are plenty more that have happened. I mean, like yeah. before these, there were uh, all the ones that we know, the barbecue Becky and all that shit. The permit patty. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. there's been They're a lot. Just being there's recorded been a bunch. Now. Yeah, there's been a bunch of them. Lately. But that shit happens. All, it, yeah, it's just being recorded now. Really is the thing listen. below I the Mason Dixon line. Yo, people need to start recording that shit in New York because it happens. I've witnessed shit like that before. I just think that the Incredibles <laughs> had an influence on Trump and Trump made racist goggles <laughs> that caused these white people to act crazy. Honestly, I, I just think white people have always been this way. <laughs> I'm have I feel to agree. like white people have always been this ridiculous. They've oh always God. been this ridiculous. And you know what? 
in our own backyard with our own people, we be ridiculous too sometimes because I've heard and seen some really ridiculous shit from, you know, Hispanic people go calling out black people oh, or like oh, shit oh, like but that. But like not calling police on oh, people. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying like we all need to like actually take a moment right now, like in, in America and like acknowledge that there's so much to uncover. Like we've uncovered well, this yeah. part. And then once once we fix the white problem, we then also have another layer of problem that we have to attack at the same time. Right, because a a racist Hispanic won't call police because... Although They're getting I know, painted with the same broad stroke. Yeah, but I've I've witnessed uh, Hispanic people call the cops on black people. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say I haven't. Like really? I have, I've, I've absolutely witnessed that. Yeah, Hispanic people can be very very racist too. Obviously, like you're talking about a marginalized group. Fuck, you know, shitting on another marginalized group, but it happens and it's still fucked up. Like it is very very fucked up. Um. Anyway. Uh, just, you know, it's fucking crazy and it's ridiculous that we have to deal with anybody calling the cops on anyone for just trying to live their best life. I don't know yeah, why it's not crazy. honestly considered a mental disability. Hmm. Racism. Yeah. Racism. If you're racist, you should complain to the government because I think you're, you should be eligible for a fucking SSI check because <laughs> something's wrong with you. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, literally, there are people who can't even, like, like when they are so angry at, like, whatever they're witnessing. I mean, the lady with the, the permit, Patty, was really, like, passionately upset that this girl was out. Um, the next Tuta Loca is goes to Miss Azelia Banks. Now, pretty AB seems to be turning over a new leaf recently when she wrote Miss Nicki Minaj a really long, heartfelt um, apology saying that she um, would no longer come for Nicki Minaj because she sees that she's a hard worker, blah, 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 whatever. And then Nicki went on and co-signed Azealia in an interview recently saying that she really liked Azealia's music. Cut to Nicki Minaj wearing a fin in the bed video and Azealia Banks just going, doing what Azealia Banks does on Twitter um, and saying, oh, she could keep her feature, um, you're not original, what, like literally went off, like on, on Nicki Minaj. Um, now, of course, Azealia Banks was the first person who did everything mermaid. Um, and Nicki Minaj was like the Barbie or whatever. But was it really worth it? <laughs> like, yeah, that's. I think that it, like, that's ultimately it really what it comes down it? to Azealia for me. Azealia Banks is out of pocket, like... Yeah, it's it's relax. Kind of, you need to relax. I just you know I I, I sort of t- dance the line between not liking when big like when big name artists get to get away with like just mm-hmm. taking ideas and looks and names and things like that. That is something annoying. Very you know, annoying. like it, it it does frustrate me. I do think it's almost like she's so right. It wouldn't Azealia wouldn't be Azealia if she hadn't said anything. Honestly, mm-hmm. like it, if I if I, if we're being frank, like. It wouldn't be the first time that even something that just slightly re- resembles something she's done that she'll come forward and like claim her art. But I feel like if people were on her side all the time and loved her, they would have reacted to this very differently. You know what I mean? Like and people would have been about her like energy and being like, yeah, like fuck that. Like it's her art. Be original. Blah, blah, blah. But True. a lot of people not liking her doesn't help her, which is where I sort of like then jump into. Well, why Juan's don't people point. like her, though? 
Right, because of because all this has overshadowed her talent. Because she stuff. is like, she's really talented. talented. I feel like bro. there are there are people who are very valid in not fucking with Azealia Banks. Like, no, I don't, and I think that that's valid for some she people. She has offended, and it's like very much a thing that like certain people just do not fuck with her, and that's okay. Rightfully so, she's because she's done a lot. Fuck. All she her is music talented. Is Whether you fuck with her Which or not, for me is like, <laughs> like I like I I feel like I've said it's it's exhausting to like try and support this problematic fave because like I want to support her. I went to high school with this bitch. Like we bullied kids together in freshman year. Like I want her <laughs> to succeed, <laughs> but like at the same time, it's like it's exhausting because it's like, girl, you just like wrote this whole fucking apology. You got the cosign. All she's the bitch is going on tour. You could have been fucking opening act, and then what else? Like you would have been on to bigger and better things. Like right? that yeah. cosign, as much of an ass kissing moment as it was, it seems like it was she was turning a new leaf, and that would lead her to be successfully liked by yeah. everyone, yeah. Like, to win her audience much. back. Yeah. And so for me, it's like. <clears throat> Couldn't just you know, let this one shit. Fucking, like sometimes or like people, even, or maybe not gone on a Twitter rat. One tweet. Yeah. One sarcastic tweet. Boom. Yeah. Some yeah. people. Some and people make see it, stuff. Make it a sub. I know. I know. Azealia doesn't like subs, but you know what? Make it a sub. Yeah. Cause some, yeah. you know, yeah. like some. I. You know what? Honestly, I totally. I agree. Um, I do think. I don't know. I I feel like. For me, it was worse about her, like the way she was sort of like doing the kissing ass a little bit. And, and I don't want to call it kissing ass, but she was sort of coming forward and making it seem like she was ready to make amends and then sort of mm. buying back on it. It was sort of like, uh, you know, like I was kind of like, oh, damn, I was not hoping that that was the direction that that was going to take. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I am here for any artist in general claiming and like you know sort of putting their foot down about what was original for them and yeah. not letting like, it get okay. swallowed so cut to yeah. a couple of weeks before the Nicki Minaj debacle um Azealia Banks called out RuPaul for copying her Big Big Beat song so like if you listen to Big Big Beat and you listen to Call Me Mother by RuPaul they sound basically identical and so I remember like all the gays and all the drag queens were like up in arms because it was like, oh my God, how should, how could she come for like God RuPaul? But honestly, listen to the songs. Like Big Big Beat came out a solid year before Call Me Mother. Are you gonna, are you fucking kidding me? And it was bumping and people were playing. Yeah. And let me tell you, Big Big Beat is a good song and I like Call Me Mother. I fuck with both of them. Right. But I don't think she was wrong. And calling, and calling him, him out. out. Yeah, it's like the kid in class that's always been a troublemaker, but the one time where it's valid, it's too late because mm-hmm. you already have a rep. Like, yeah. Sometimes yeah. people get inspired and do stuff. Like I'm a Nas fanatic. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so Nas, Illmatic. You see the album cover. It's him when he's like eight years old. Yeah, that's the first album cover where you see like a child picture. You look at mm-hmm. Ready to Die. Now everybody, a kid on the yeah. picture. Yeah, Carter Three, little like a baby Lil Wayne. Nothing was the same. You see, like a like a baby Drake rendition. Yeah, like yeah. People have copied Illmatic album cover for forever. Never mind yeah. Nas's rhyme style. Like he rhymes like he's talking. Yeah. He changed Jay Z from bibbidi bop to bibbidi bop to like. Yeah. Jay Z. Yeah. Honestly, because everyone, the way people rapped when Illmatic came out, it shifted. Yeah. 
Yeah. You never hear him talk about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, like, it's true. It's true. And that's part of the reason why I'm sort of like, uh, yeah, like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you did it. You did do it. For, I mean, like, and like people will know that and, and let them say yeah. it for you. And let I'd them say, say it let for her be, You know, become such an icon. And this is Rebecca Loren's words. These are not my words. I was talking to my friend Rebecca about this. Become an icon so that your fans call it out. Yeah. You know, you? Grace Jones is Grace Jones. And everybody said from Grace Jones, but Grace Jones is Grace Jones. She's right. immortalized. Right. Yeah. So Grace Jones doesn't have to say anything because and everybody knows. Azealia is talented enough you know? to be in it, it's like, like to have that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know the Prince sound. Yeah. Yeah. Azealia is talented enough. And, you know, she does have fans that ride for her really, really hard. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think we'll see how this all pans out. But yeah. I'm excited. She has her shit out. Like, let's see. So um, there were uh, a couple of uh, shootings again um, that I wanted to highlight. Uh, just wanted to highlight uh, the death. There was a man in Louisiana um, who got struck. Uh, a white teen struck a black man in Louisiana. Um, and then um, in Snapchat later, it was released that he had then uh, made a joke about it and called him a nigga in the, in the snap. Um, but that guy is getting away with it. He's not being charged with any crimes. Um, so there's that one. And then, um, Jace, where did this happen? Louisiana. Mm. Um, then, uh, a gentleman by the name of Jason Roche killed, uh, Devante Ortiz. Um, I believe 17 years old for, uh, setting off fireworks. Uh, Jason claimed self-defense, um, and told the police that, Um, he shot him after coming out for the second time early in the morning on July 4th, when he asked him and his friends to stop, uh, doing fireworks. Um, and that he said that he saw him reaching for a gun, um, which is why he shot at him. But in the video footage, it shows that there was no gun that he was reaching for or anything like that. He's been Um, charged, correct? Uh, at this point, um, I'm not sure what the charges are, but he believe it's like first, like. I yeah I'm not I'm not exactly sure if he's been and and I want to correct myself Devante is 19 not 17 um but yeah it is I I'm I don't know whether or not he is you know what he's being charged with I don't know that they're there yet it just happened on the fourth first um, degree murder first degree okay first degree murder um and then this uh happened so uh Catalina Christina James uh is now the 13th trans person um, murdered in 2018 um and uh this happened on june 24th but it took a while for the stories to sort of surface because um when she was found she was identified as a male and so they weren't uh respecting her identity so it took a while for it to get back that it was in factly in fact catalina who died and she was only 24 years old um and she was found shot dead at a quality in suite um yeah and this is uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. So that was um, really tragic to hear. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, and she was supposed to be relocating to New York, actually, not like shortly after um, to, you know, pursue her dreams. And, you know, that's that was ended very quickly. And God knows um, more more to come on that. There's not enough information out right now as to who it could have been. But 
uh, just wanted to highlight that those things happen and it fucking sucks and fuck this country with the shit. It just won't stop. It doesn't seem to stop hopping off of the United States and flying over to Haiti. Um, Haiti is in protest right now. Um, they're raising gas prices over 30% um, on the island. I believe the figure is 36%. Um, and the protesting is getting to the point where um, they had to cancel all the flights from the U.S. going over to Haiti. Um, and, you know, people are burning tires in the street and sort of fighting. Um, and so we'll get more developments on that. But that shit... Haiti, you know, I always get really scared when there's something happening in Haiti because I just feel like the island is so fickle. Um, and it being the first free black nation has always like been such a like powerful title to hold. But that island, it's almost like the island's cursed. Like there's always mm. something plaguing that island in a way that's really tragic. Um, so hopefully that gets resolved soon. Um, another in other news, I'm going to fly over to Canada um, <laughs> this is well, <laughs> where um, a hit musical featuring <laughs> cotton picking white people singing slave songs closed down after protests. Right, right. So um, the musical was called like Slob, um, and uh, it was a hit at the Can Canada's Montreal Jazz Festival um, to the point where they had added 11 more shows um, and the tickets were priced between 60 to $90. Oh my you God. have these white women up there singing, singing like Negro spirituals <laughs> and, all this stuff. and then people protested. And then somebody who was working on the team had the nerve to be like, they were surprised at the reaction. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Sometimes I wonder, like, is it up to us to, uh, I don't know, just keep white people out of the dark with stuff like this? Like, like, are they truly just completely clueless? I mean, these women are Canadian, right? Maybe they nah, didn't. Nah, I don't. I can't give anyone a pass. I don't care where you're from. Like, slavery and black people. Come on. You don't know better than that. I don't care. And there are black, <laughs> there are like black people in Canada. You know what I mean? Like we're not talking about a country you know. that is oh like my. so deeply disconnected from the world. We're not talking about a little village somewhere in the middle of, you know, or a mountain in Afghanistan. We are talking about Canada. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's stupid and it shouldn't have happened and like fuck that shit. But you know, fly back to the U.S. and let's just go right over to fucking Hollywood and we have fucking Scarlett Johansson. Oh, my God. Playing a trans man in the new film Rub and Tug. For what? Por qué? Like, it makes no sense. And then Megyn Kelly had the nerve to assemble a group of cis male actors to discuss you know like whether or not like mm -hmm. the outrage is valid or not and then two of the motherfuckers were black and i was so mad when i was watching it and i was like why we got these two black dudes up here you know doing this like with first of all why are you sitting on the megan kelly show second of all what what could a straight man contribute to a conversation around Trans. you know a trans man like how could you even transgender anything like it just didn't it didn't make any sense to me um, but and just to recap, if you don't know for whatever reason, so everyone's up in arms because there should be no reason why a white cis woman should be playing a trans man. I don't know. What are your guys thoughts on that? Maybe I'm the only one who thinks this is ridiculous. 
She shouldn't play it? She should not. No. Or maybe they could have picked someone else? Like an actual trans man? Yeah, they could have chose yeah. someone else. So, But, uh, you know, I have to, someone has to play devil's advocate. So okay. I'm just going to do it. Okay. Okay. Let's I get know into that it. there were certain people that were like, oh, well, maybe she wanted to challenge herself. There's but, so honestly, many ways I mean, to challenge herself. I mean, someone presented a check to an actor. Right. Right. But you know? an actor has a choice and they Girl. can still align in their values. Somebody can write me a check and say, coon yourself out for X amount of dollars. And I can choose to say no because I'm not cooning myself out. If she actually understood the struggles of the trans community and not to mention, because at first I was like, mm, I don't know if I can name any trans male actors. That's what the Internet's for. There are people literally. So Elliot Fletcher on Shameless. Mm-hmm. Trans man, uh, Brian Michael Smith, Queen Sugar, trans man, um, Ellie. I don't want to um, butcher Ellie's last name, um, but they are on Rise on NBC. Also, Tom Phelan, who plays Cole on Fosters. Also, um, Ian Harvey, who's a comedian and he's um, an off-Broadway actor as well. He's currently on the show Log Cabin. Also available. And when you look at the picture of the person who she's playing in the biopic. All of these trans men look way closer to the person than what Scarlett Johansson does. Not um, to mention that the um, the character that Scarlett Johansson was supposed to be playing was also fat. So yeah. now you're like, yeah, e- like talking about erasure, like yeah. of like body type. Yeah. <laughs> like, Valid. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let me preface my statement with saying, perhaps they should have. Try to find a trans man. Yeah, I mean, like, were they even invited to audition? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm. to me, it's like, if for whatever crazy reason you audition all these trans and not one, not one has the acting chops to give the honor Mm -hmm. that you need for the character, then maybe, and I'm saying this as a devil advocate, you can make the argument. So let's rule everything out, okay? Because most of the trans male actors you mentioned are part of a show. Right. Well, they're on. So we'll have to take in consideration scheduling. Oh no, no. Look, no. no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They can schedule around that stuff. Let's okay. Come on, let me finish. You got scheduling, right? Uh, agencies you work for, perhaps. Yeah. Um, Also, you have to think about because you know people don't care about these companies. They don't care about social issues. They care about. Uh, box office draws. Scarlett Johansson is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So that, she's gonna put asses mm-mm. in the seats. But if that's what it's about, right or wrong, then don't tell a trans story to make a profit if you're not gonna include the trans community. They're not a dead society. They're not doing a Viking story or that's something like that. There goes. are people who are that's literally how it is. living. No. Yeah, it is. They, they, trans people Remember exist. the Gods of Egypt like, movie? All well, white people. But this like, is that's, my point. But is that... <laughs> that's but just what Hollywood we, does. But, but is that what we're going to do? Harvey Weinstein just used to fucking rape women. Like, that's just what would happen, right? But there's a moment, there's a reckoning that we're in where now it's I mean, you can't compare necessary. culture vulture to rape. I mean, let's listen, not... Uh, listen, my point is practices can be pushed. And as we see, because it's still coming, people are still flying out like roaches Hold from allegations. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely, we are in a time where there no, it's not hidden. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe you want to talk to me 20 years ago. Maybe 
it was more difficult to find trans actors because maybe people in the community weren't as comfortable. You know what I mean? Coming out. And quite frankly, there's a lot of trans people that you might meet every day and you don't know they're trans because they don't need to wear a sticker that says that. You know what I mean? So who were they inviting into that audition room and how did it fucking end up being that Scarlett Johansson and she just came out of a scandal where she played a character that should have been Asian. Like she's all One point that supports your argument. Mm -hmm. It's not like she's Leo. Like she's 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 not not a method like she's not a method actor. So I'll give you know, yeah, points go to you. I think even the more like So it's not about chops. Yeah, not in this case. Certainly not. What's the point of so if you're casting, I don't know. I mean, you know, why are you like, telling the trans like, story if you don't want to? If you want to just tell it your way, it's not your story to tell your way. Is That's Sean sort Penn of homosexual? I actually don't know. No, I don't know, but I did like milk. Right. Okay. So then we can, because so, we can, and also like you know, Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, oh, I right? You said it's Scarlett Johansson homosexual. I was like, no, 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 no. no. Sean Penn. He said oh. so, but. And so we can make these arguments. Yes, right. So there are really great films that have had straight men playing gay men or, you know. But even then, like, you know, maybe back then people weren't as, like, vocal or felt like they could say and they had that sort of, like, well, this is Hollywood. But nowadays, I think someone can make that argument where it's like, oh, it's not necessary. You know what I mean? But, and this might, I don't, I want to make sure I say this properly, the trans experience is very different from the experience of uh, being a gay male. They're not, mm-hmm. it's not that they, there aren't so many things that are in common. Like, absolutely. They're both oppressed and mistreated and, and like, just it's the way in which the world treats them is fucked. But there is from my experience, even watching the way people engage trans people, like I will see straight dudes sit in a group of gay guys and like be kind of okay with it. But the minute a trans person walks into the room, it's a moment of observation and it becomes this dissecting of this, like almost like they're looking at them as like a creature and they can't understand. And that's gross. And how could this, and I'd never chop my dick off. And it becomes like this, like Uh. different, it becomes this different attack than when a gay male walks into the room. Let's say, because you know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I think the trans experience is special enough. Well, it is that, and and there's a time, especially when I just named like the 13th person to be killed. And it's definitely because of their identity yeah, now is a time where we don't have room to be casting Sean Penn to play the trans person or a Jared Leto at that. Like, that didn't need to happen at that moment either. Mm-hmm. But then this year in the Oscars, we had that wonderful film. Um, that I forgot what country it was fun- from, but they had a trans woman play her role, and she won. Like, they won the Oscar for Best Foreign Film. Like, that was awesome. That was an awesome moment because people can tell their own, that can tell their own stories now. Even transparent. Um, you know what I mean? Like, when Dude won the award, he was like, oh, and I hope I'm the last straight male to win an award for playing a trans person. Mm. It's time. There's so many actors out there. There's mm. so, I've had the fucking privilege of working with some of these actors myself. There's so many there's no reason for us to try to fill people in anymore. And they're talented, too. And they're talented. So, I don't know. That's just my take on that. I understand your devil's advocate. but no, I, that's, just think no, no I mean, it's valid. Yeah. I mean, who are we kidding? Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, um, <laughs> another tuta loca. <laughs> the last one. So, only... <laughs> Only 65% of millennial women <laughs> orgasm during sex. Only 65. That's that's actually 
Oh crazy. And, and and so this is a study that was released last year. Um, and it was uh, the Eve Appeal, which is a gynecological cancer research charity. Um, and, and so the, they did the research. And another thing that they discovered is that half of the men that they surveyed couldn't identify a vagina on the diagram. Fake news. Half of the men. Nope. Not fake news. And it's so interesting to me because in my, like, I've been going on dates recently. So, you know, I've been having sex. And I fi- I've been finding that, like, different guys, I'm like, yo, I feel like this dude doesn't under, like, he doesn't know the vagina. Like, I, he's a little lost on me down there. I, and I don't get it. It's not, it's not like, it's not that hidden. Like, you just got to part the fucking lips a little bit and it's all there like it's all in your face how could you not know what do you mean i feel like guys (laughs) like how do you not know where girls clit is that doesn't make sense to me when guys don't know how to find a clit that doesn't make sense well maybe it's hard if you got a 22 moment i feel like there's never a moment where a girl is gonna is like i'm gonna show you the anatomy and then i mean in my understanding of like heterosexual <laughs> sex you, know, you mean sex. there's not a moment where we say okay like, sir uh, when you let's were 13 you when, like our, most people most people our age have like lost their virginity in their teens right when yeah. you were a teenager did Typical. you really stop and say jose this is this is <laughs> i wasn't a teenager you know? when i was fucking oh uh, well okay but i'm saying like he like i understand you like except, with guys except like, i did because I'm me though, so um, I. But I understand the. But point I don't that think that a lot of girls man. do that. No, it. W- okay. You know, okay. Now we're. Maybe we're that's about the sex. girls. The girls need to do scientific terms too. Maybe girls no. need to own their vagina and like be like, "Yo, excuse dude, me. excuse me." Here we go. You know do what? This. Maybe you should. Maybe women should take ownership. But I get it because, like, because I understand that. Because of, like, if, you not yeah, you to know, say something. Maybe because women definitely aren't taking ownership. Or else, why would Brian McKnight? Feel bold enough to come out with a song talking about he gonna show you how your pussy works. But also works. on the on the flip side, like guys don't show girls how to suck dick, right? Do they? Listen, we coach. I have a couple things. We coach. We coach. Okay. As as the person with the pussy at the table, I have a couple things. So <laughs> one, women in general are not encouraged to even learn their own vaginas, let alone be able to guide another dude there is so much ick around pussy in general especially when you're growing up and not touching it and not doing stuff it's almost as though they teach you they train you not to touch it because the fear of you even slightly rubbing your hand over your clit and realizing that sensation is scary because that's what opens your legs and then you become Mm. you know like a hot twat and nobody wants their Mm -mm. kid to be a hot twat right so then like there's literally like even the idea of the chastity belt like fucking metal steel to keep you away from your fucking pussy. So imagine, imagine being a woman and laying down and like, how do I even direct if I don't even know myself what all my pleasure points are, but you gentlemen, and not all men do this, I'm not, you know, but you as in the capital you, like will come in here and the assumption is the way society has it set up is that you are going to take care of this. I just need to lay back and you're about to just like own this pussy and yeah, teach me how my body works, right? I don't but, want no limp noodle. No, okay. I'm not talking about limp noodle, but you know what I'm saying? What? The the way in which sex is projected, it's like the man is going to lay it down and the man is going to do this. And if the man is getting his dick sucked and if the man is getting the shit, he's, I'm going to bend you over. I'm going to do this. He's the one doing the everything, mm. right? So the 
idea that they come with so much power of who they are and what they're going to do, and you can't even find a fucking vagina on the chart, fuck out of here. Like, strip me, run me your fucking masculinity points you right know, the fuck now. I, run uh, them. You know, run uh, them. This can't know. be, that can't be this what's really going on. Bro, dudes <laughs> you know, don't know. And, and dudes will, oh, man. When guys are used to fucking a certain type of girl, and then they fuck a different type of girl and their pussy looks different... Oh my God! Then it's the I've been asked as a female by my like male friends before, like, "Oh, her pussy did this. Is that normal? Oh, this is is this normal? All these normal ass things. Oh, but like her, her her clit is floppy. Like, oh, but her clit is super tight. Like, I only like tight pussy. And then porn has also like fucked oh, up the perception. I'm embarrassed. And, and even porn has really fucked up the perception perception of pussy yeah, because I can see that. <laughs> because my pussy does not look like the bitches. Me and what's her name? Mia Khalifa. What's her name? That girl, some porn star, she's hot. Her pussy and mine do not look alike at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you was trying to fuck me and you thought you was about to get some Khalifa uh, pussy, uh. you was wrong. <laughs> that is not what it looks like. Doesn't mean it's not good. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean it's not, you know, but like it's going to get the job done. But if a dude sees that for the first time already, his brain is almost like preset to be like, uh, oh, this is not a sexy or this is weird or this is fat. Like it's fucking ridiculous. I don't know, man. It's It's ridiculous. Some guys are so we have like a couple of things that we need to cover. Like, the, first off, the education system needs to add in the female anatomy to the curriculum. Secondly, women need to take control of the situation instead of sitting back and allowing the whack sex to happen. Or, speak up. or also, men can take a moment. Can and I? Check can in. you let me get to the third I'm point? Just saying, can you let me get to the third point? All right. So. Secondly, women need to speak up and stop letting the wax sex happen. Like, literally speak up and say, yo, you're not doing this right. And then the third point is guys need to fucking, like, educate themselves, period, point blank. Like, absolutely. if you want your you know, game to be is another on point, educate yourself. Because you might be walking around thinking that you're doing a great job, and girls are walking around talking about, yo, he's whacking bad. But where's, but like, we're in an age where people don't really communicate like and people get people have infatuations not with other people but with other per with another person's projection yep of themselves yep mm. they're falling in love with what they see on a phone no one's really like men straight men there's a lot of straight men out here to me that just don't like women they like pussy yeah hmm. but they don't like women hmm. so there's no connection like there's no desire to learn or like yeah. to get it right, yeah. To to uh please a partner like it's yeah. just about it's it's completely selfish. Yeah. To me, so I think men have to own that. Yeah. No, I, ladies, I, I, I. Yeah, you need I, to tell. You need to know how you. And you know works what? Too. And you do, but and and we can go on and on. I'll have to nip this for now. But like, there is a way in which the Aziz story is a great example of how in the moment sometimes the way in which we could try to come out and say it are like small and soft because it's an awkward, it's an awkward sensitive moment when mm. it's sort of like, yeah, I, I want this thing, but I want it a certain way or I don't want it at this moment. You know what I mean? Give That's me really some time. Touchy. It's a very touchy thing because there is this big fear about how men react and men almost some, you know, and again, not all men, but mm -hmm. walk in with the expectation of like, well, you know how this goes. Cause society has taught it to us so many times over and over again that when you go off script, 
You know what I mean? There's consequences to that. And some nights you're just like not confident enough to, to own those consequences. And some nights you are, you know, or in some nights it's a retroactive conversation and you go back and you say, Hey, like what's up with this, with our sex? Like what's up with this? And you try to have a conversation. And even then it's like a, Oh, why are we having this conversation? And there's like an offense that can come about. I don't know. I just think 65% of millennial women orgasming during sex Clearly, that's a problem. So I feel like there's money to be made, and someone there are many like, women out here waiting. <laughs> you know, like just to get those orgasms. <laughs> All right. So our topic for today. Oh, man. Sorry to bother you. It is an incredible movie. It's excellent. Everybody has to watch this shit. I haven't seen it yet. Definitely gonna watch it. If you liked Get Out, it's required that you watch this movie. Like, you can't have one without the other and have your library. I kind of love this explosion in Hollywood now where I feel like there's a renaissance of black film that's coming back. Um, The way you had, like, the renaissance of films, like Eddie Murphy films were, like, a block of, like, black you know, mm. excellence. And then movies that are like juice and shit like that. Like, you know, boys in the hood had it's like little bracket of mm. excellence. This genre of like comedy, but still sort of like thriller. I think is a, sort of emerging in a way that's really nice. And I'm glad to see that, you know, not too long after get out, we got our second one. Also with some wokeness. Cool. Yeah. Oh, we have a lot of woke. Actually, when I was watching the previews, there was, uh, there was also the, the preview for, um, Ah, uh, the the one that's based off the book, and it's the young girl, and she's with her friend, and um, he gets shot down by the police, and then the whole town gets together and rallies and protests. Well, there's a movie coming out. You guys probably haven't seen the preview, and no. I won't. I can't remember the name now. But mm. so there's a movie coming out with that. Um, the girl who plays Rue from uh, Hunger Games is in it. Um, and then there is the document, the Trayvon Martin documentary yes, that Jay Z yes, yeah. produced. Like, so we are getting that. our shit out no, here. Yeah, we're, we're definitely getting our shit out here. Um, and it's great. So sorry to bother you, but the main point of the movie, and this doesn't really give anything away because it's in the preview. So um, we watch um, our black lead uh, get a job at a call center, right? And so the, it speaks to work culture and being a black person in work culture and using your white voice at work. Um, yeah. Do you guys have white voices? Absolutely. Hi. Can we hear it? hi how are you i'm doing well how are you i'm well thank you (laughs) i feel like i probably probably have a white voice you do (laughs) i've I've heard i've heard your white voice my white voice is kind of a part of me though you know what i mean like there are moments where it comes out it's just like there are bonds over here laughing Because sometimes when I'll say something and I'll get mad and I'll be like, whatever, fuck you, nigga. And then he'll be like, sounds forced. <laughs> and then he'll say, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he won't let go. <laughs> he won't let me slide with my like white Damn. voice. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Sounds forced. <laughs> but I, I've always had a white voice. I've always had a white voice. Um, they used to call me white girl. In, uh, in middle school, I used to be I used to get teased for sounding like this. What's a white mm. voice? though? It's really like we use white to be synonymous with educated yeah. and proper, which is totally fucked. But it's something that's been internalized and taught to us. But the movie does a wonderful job of showing how actually like that's almost like what's expected. Like if you are going to be a person of color in a, cer- a different socioeconomic circle that is mostly white, you better have your white voice on deck. Because when you don't have your white voice on deck, you're just their joke. Like, they 
laugh with you. Like when Cardi B was in oh SNL. God, you say that like that? Yes. When Cardi B was in SNL, there was a skit I did not like actually that she did where uh, one of the actresses was like, oh, she was like acting like Cardi B, like uh, because every time she listens to her music, she's inspired to like curse people out and tell them like suck my pussy and whatever. Oh and so she was doing it and it, it was kind of like mocking. It felt more like mocking than like honoring. But in their case, it was just like, we just think you're so cool and badass Cardi. Like that's so awesome. And then, so either you assimilate with your white voice or you're Cardi B and then this they're going to like, I don't know if you guys heard of the comedian you. Godfrey. Yes. He did a, not to plug anyone, but he did an interview on Vlad TV and they were talking about white supremacy. He renamed it white mediocrity. Hmm. Cause that's basically what it is. Like they don't want us to be too cool, or too athletic or too smart. Like they just want us, not everyone. I don't right, want to paint right. all white people with a broad yeah, stroke. Yeah, but we know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is it's, what it it's is. The, it's the perpetual yeah, cycle of... Hundreds of years of uh, evidence yeah. Yeah. of this. Yeah, but. and it's just so interesting. So I, yeah, so I've always had a white voice, but when do you... <laughs> but then I, but sometimes I lose it. Um, but Say the N-word once. Stop, we're not doing that. I've said it already several <laughs> times. Just say it. <laughs> I've already said it several times, and people will hear it, and whatever. It's how it sounds. But um, <laughs> how do you use your white voice in the workplace? When do you most use your white voice in the workplace? Me? Yeah. Well, um, I work for the city of New York, and I never use my white voice. Hmm. Why not? I've caught flack for it, actually, um, because all, you know, I work at a call center and all the calls are. Oh, you uh, got to see this movie then. <laughs> recorded for quality assurance and training purposes. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I don't know. I just like to, you know, I'm just me wherever I go. So right. it's it is what it is. Maybe something's wrong with me. I don't know. But I just don't use my white voice. Even when um, nothing's wrong with you, we shouldn't have a white voice. <laughs> like you know. I know, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I get in where you fit in sometimes. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, you know, but uh, you know, my workplace, the workplace is mostly black. Mm. But you know, the blue bloods will come when you see white people. You know, something's going on mm. at my job, and um, you know, they'll come to me and talk. I'm like you know, because uh, they want to see and troubleshoot, and I just, first of all, number one. I have a problem with authority. Hmm. Number two, I don't give a fuck. Right. So, you know, people, you know, somebody will ask me something like, oh, what's going on with the system? It's like, hey, sir, you know, the system's bullshit. You know, I'm trying to do this and that, you know, and the supervisor's just like, oh, but. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. So yeah. I'm just going to say it's bullshit. Let's talk about it. Let's have a dialogue. Okay. <laughs> Backpack Jimmy. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see how we can fix this. So I'm not gonna try to sound like you. I already don't look like you. So hmm. let's just let's just level with each other. Yeah, motherfucker. Let's. Yeah. No, for real. And for me, like, cause I manage WeWork Harlem, and I can tell sometimes when like people from the neighborhood are coming into the building, and I, you know, out, cause I I don't dress fancy. Like I don't try to look like mm -hmm. business casual or anything. I will wear whatever the fuck I roll out of bed into. Um, and when I start talking. And I start talking like this. I see them give me the look. And sometimes I get attitude. I get attitude from people that are like. They think it's forced. This bitch. Exactly. 
They think it's forced and they're like, uh oh, here she is. She's going to she, they think I'm going to bring her bring them Becky problems because I have a Becky voice. Um, and then when I'm actually very kind and I treat them with all the love and respect that they absolutely deserve, they're taken aback. You know, it's almost kind of fun for me sometimes, especially I have this one uh, member that has clients that comes in all day for appointments. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like that's where the real hood ass bitches be coming in through and they come in and they'll be signing in on the Wokio thing with their long ass nails and da, 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 you know, and they'll be like, excuse me, like, help me. I don't know how to do this. What is this? You know, and I'll say, oh, yeah, you know, you can just hit sign in here um, and then you're going to just take out your ID card and you'll flip out the why I got to do it. Oh, no worries. It's just part of our security. And the more I like keep in that voice, it like aggravates them. It's almost like they think I'm taunting them with mm. the voice. And it's just me talking like how I always sound. And it's very interesting to see how white voice manifests, manifests itself in a setting that's majority black. But when I go to my WeWork meetings and I'm, oh my God, if I got out of this voice, they would notice like it, mm. And they might think that I'm making a joke. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, nah, I don't know. I don't I don't really understand. I don't fuck. I feel like when I'm in my most comfortable, like, hood voice, I, like, go down an octave. Hood voice? I, when I'm not on. Like, mm. sometimes, like, Lucy Thurber, every time I talk to her, and I'll be, like, in a certain voice, she'll be like, are you at work right now? She can, she can tell. Like, she <laughs> can tell... Because my voice is like really high and I just stay in this place and it doesn't matter what I'm talking about. I'm going to stay in this place. And even if you had me talking about dick, like I talk about dick in this tone and I wouldn't get out of it. As opposed to me being like, yo, I suck some dick and that shit. Is. Like, you know, like I won't do that. Like my voice will not vary in okay. that way. I can, if that makes sense. Okay. I can hear yeah. you. But what about for you as a teacher? Um. Well, I teach in the South Bronx. So um, I don't code switch with students. Unless I am trying to assert authority. Hmm. Um, if I'm joking around or like just being normal and stuff like that, I try to like really be normal with them because they can re- they listen to me more and they like relate to it more. But the moment that somebody steps over the line of thinking that they're my friend and not my student, that's when I'm like... And you, you bring know, that. And I bring it on. Or when I'm talking to like parents who are old enough to be my parents. Because hmm. they te- they're like, who is this child teaching my child? You right. know? Um, so when I'm talking to like people that think need to think that I'm like more mature, yeah, um, I do that. It's interesting. But not with the kids. Like the kids, I... I you can't. Be, you can't yeah. win if you're like that with the kids. I've no, never yeah, used yeah. my white voice with my kids. Some of that stuff is second nature. Yeah. It's internal. I feel like I'm, I was taught that. That's how my teachers were... Or at least the cool teachers that I liked. Yeah. Like, it, that code switch was when you were in trouble. <laughs> like, you went, or when you really needed to pay attention. And that code switch would really, when I when I finally realized the circumstances in which I was being oppressed, <laughs> every time I got a, you're so well-spoken, mm. you're so articulate, that shit bothered me. And there was, like, a long period of time where I was, like, 
I, how can I undo my white voice? Like, how can I, like, I was like, nigga, 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 like, bitch, mm. bitch, bitch. Like, I was, like, trying so hard to, like, get into my, like, Bronx hood voice because I despised how white I sounded. Like, it made mm. me sick to be praised so much just because I sound like this. It felt disrespectful, you know? And so it, it really got to, for me now, it's gotten to the point where people compliment me that way. And I, I either go, oh, well, I mean... Well, as well spoken as Cardi B or anyone else who just, you know, it's just how it's just I speak this way. Everybody speaks a certain way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't let it slide anymore, but I can't say if I was in a room with someone of high, high authority. Like if I was in a room, I, well, Obama can't I can't say Obama because he's black, but let's say Bill Clinton. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I shouldn't pick a politician because I would. I was going to just want you to suck his dick. <laughs> but if I was in a room with somebody like I don't know of certain status and they were like oh wow you're really well spoken I don't know that I would quickly like like correct them because my brain is already up in that octave because I already think I have to speak mm-hmm. a certain way so it's so weird how you still have to sort of train that but what his white and I don't want to give away the film but you have to watch the way the white voice functions in this film and it is so incredible I mean watch it just mm. absolutely watch it um, but the white voice is a thing the white voice is a thing. People have it. I've gotten so yeah. many privileges because it comes so, quote unquote, natural. Oh, to, to plug a little uh, friend's content, Julissa Calderon from yes. Better Like made a code switching video. It's literally like a minute long and it's hilarious. Yeah. But you see her like, you see her go from, you know, Latina to like flirty to Dominican to black and then like, to white and like it's when the white when you hear the white one it's really like oh shit like it's like yes like yeah. I understand this because I mean it's a, it's just a good video all around you should just watch it it's fine yeah. she's good word alright so now we're gonna cut into our dame luz which dame luz means give me light um, and mm. this is when uh, you will talk to us or give us some light on a topic that we might be curious about so and this will sort of go back to our men not understanding vagina thing. Um, <laughs> I want some insight from your perspective on preference and can preferences, sexual preferences be racist. Um, so growing up, I'll, I'll lead this by saying growing up, I remember having a lot of shame around my pussy because it wasn't like super pink and light skin oh. and Roast like, beef. you know what I mean? <laughs> I hate you. I, look like, <laughs> I will never look at roast beef. Sure. Like, Maybe something like that. But like, it, you know, it just, I knew it looked different, yeah. you know? And like, even in my skin tone, like I'm a little darker than my mom. I'm darker than my sister. So I was like the darkest girl in the house. Mm. And I would always feel like, damn, like my pussy is really ugly because it's dark. And like, certain parts of it are darker than like my arm. And so like, if you were to see that, it's like, Oh, like why is that dark? And I never understood. And I was like, is it because it doesn't get any light? That doesn't make sense. It can't tan. It's in the, like I would spend hours trying to figure out why my pussy looked the way it looked. Um, and I remember when girls in high school were already having sex, all the girls who were having like the most sex had a gap in between their legs. I remember that being a thing. That was and, a like, thing. That was a thing. And there were a lot of girls who had that gap, but like they were all white and I never, I didn't have to see their pussy, but I knew that it was like pink 
and probably um, like and, and and my assumption because I didn't. Oh, that was in high school. Yes, like you GI. know. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Bronx middle school shit. <laughs> I mean, like people were losing their virginity in middle they school, really but were. I wasn't in the mindset where I wanted to lose yeah. my virginity mm-hmm. in high school. That switched, and I did want to lose my virginity. But all the girls I knew had pretty pink pussies. You know, mm. and like I just knew that that was the case. And then my assumption was like, oh, but, you know, and then there's black girls. But I can't imagine that theirs is darker, like because their skin is darker than if some of their skin is darker than mine. It just melds perfectly. So they're just as beautiful mm. as the white girl because it's all one tone and I'm two toned. Right. Mm. And so I had this like really weird thing about it. And I also had not seen dicks because had I seen a few dicks, I would have seen that men are two-toned with their dicks sometimes. Yes. But anyway, um, I say all that to say I was in- taught and internalized the fact that my pussy was ugly and not pretty and that it was my skin and that it was okay for guys not to prefer that because I understood because it was ugly. Right? But is that not racist? When guys do do that because they do. A lot. And this happens in the gay community a lot as well. So give me some yeah. light on that. So in the gay community, like uh, if you were to be on like a dating site or whatever, you see a lot of guys that it's like no fats, no femmes, no no Asians, no blacks, no that like literally just like listing it, listing no fats, no femmes, no this, no this. I've that. been to you some know? gay friendly bars, and I've noticed hmm. the segregation. Like it's it's Mm-mm. it's very weird. And oh, I just don't understand no because you know, and and I, I I agree. Like a lot of the the argument is always, well, it's my preference. Like I can't help my preference. Um, yeah, but even just socially, like yeah, they like, stay. It's it's almost it's like prison. Like it's weird. And no, definitely. And when when it comes to like dating sites and stuff like that, like all right, you said on your profile. I'm here to make friends. I'm here to this. And if we and if we get to that level, then we'll see what happens. If we do, this is my preference. But why are you not even like entertaining a conversation with me if I greet you then? Like if I say, hey, what's up? Right. You're not even going to give me the time of day because I'm the wrong color or I'm the wrong size, pant size. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's something. That is something. Um, so what is, what is, is there... Like, for me, I always wonder, like, is there this unspoken rule with dudes, with straight man, men, where there is a pussy standard that is, like, what everyone wants? And is that pussy standard, if you imagine that in your head, is that, does that include black women? Mm. First of all, let me preface my statement <laughs> by saying, inside, it's all pink. Yes, yes. Okay? Yes. Um, I can yes, my pussy is pink inside, but baby, look as long like you know, I would just like for you not to have a hundred thousand miles on what? Wow, on your vagina. But how would you get a hundred thousand miles on your vagina? How do you tell that mileage? Yeah, how do you tell that's pussy mileage? But how can you tell pussy mileage? Like, how would you know? You can tell. So, like, well, because some girls like, who haven't been around the like block, the like they're folding like, their arms at you, they're like, "Oh, like where you think you going?" Some girls are like, "Oh, like mm, maybe." And some girls are just like, <laughs> "Like how are you doing?" So that means, how do you know? What if that girl's just a freak, but she doesn't have a lot of quote unquote miles on her? How do you know? Like, can you feel it? Is I, that's basically what I'm asking. Can you like, feel honestly. mileage? Can you feel mileage when you fuck a pussy? What if the person is just naturally looser? Which is a thing. 
Oh, wide mouth vaginas. What not even just the wide mouth. Well, first of all, labias and all. There's there's like a whole like chart, but literally like when you are inside of a woman, like can you tell their mileage when you're inside of them or like does pussy even feel that different from pussy to pussy? Yes. It does? Okay. That's well, a genuine you know, question. I have zero You are talking to people who have not Never done, done that. that. So. <laughs> I'm just trying to be careful what I say. <laughs> well, I mean, part uh, of the conversation is to try to understand what are the hidden things that we assume or don't know. Like, I'm genuinely asking, and not in a judgmental way, but that is a thing. Like, I grew up being afraid that if I had too much sex, that... I was going to have a loose pussy and nobody was going to fuck me after that. Like, that was a genuine Well, fear. I mean, you'll always get, you know, whatever. You'll always get If what, you can whatever. have a child. Right, right. Then you can and snap you can it back. Up. Right, and so uh, someone who's Let's given birth. take a birth, bath, pour a little vinegar in the tub. <laughs> someone who's given birth and someone who has just had sex. I'm not just going to say a virgin, but like someone who, who has sex regularly and someone who gave birth. Do you feel a difference mm-hmm. in the canal? Mm-hmm. Is it a huge mm. difference? Oh, uh, well, I'm girthy, so, but, um, <laughs> okay, daddy. <laughs> uh, so for you, not so much, but you can feel it though. Um, it's just, it's more of, you know, some women take a little more work <laughs> and typically oh. women who haven't had children mm-hmm. versus women who have, it, you know, takes a little more work. That's all. When women have had children, it takes more work. Is what you you're saying? Yes. So when you put for you to come work, because right? it's not as tight. Is no, that what you're not saying? to come. Just oh, to okay. get, just to get in. Yeah. Really? Oh. Even with arousal, saying like assuming both women are fully aroused. Right. You know, well. we got secretions going and shit. <laughs> you know, all right. that shit. Right. All that assumed. There's a difference. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. In my in my experience. Personally. And is it the same with condoms? Like, is there a drastic difference of uh, feeling between condom and no condom for you guys? I know <laughs> what, what it feels like for me. kind of question is that? No, how big is the difference? I, I'm, it's I'm curious huge. How big, it's huge? Okay. Yes. I just always wondered. That's how a guy, all, like a man, any guy that tells you he didn't know that the condom broke is lying. Hmm. Mm, the truth be told. Is right lying. Here. You heard it here, ladies who brunch. Uh, Am I breaking bro code? I don't think no. so. Shut the fuck up. I don't think so. <laughs> Says the woman, right? I don't think so. I, I But no. yeah, you know, every I, time a condom. don't speak for all men. Right, I'm speaking men. for myself. So. Anytime a condom breaks, I know because I'm like, whoa, this feels too good. <laughs> so I pull out and I'm like, oh, it's just that stupid ring. And mm. everything else is is gone, obliterated. Mm. But yeah, a guy always knows. But you didn't answer my initial question, which was. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Is it racist? You're good. Not even is it racist. If you think of the pinnacle pussy, does that include a black one? The way black pussy looks. Okay, so let me speak on my preferences. No, I want to just hear the no, general no, 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 answer. No, 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 no. And I'm I not tying to, you to that ideal. To do this, okay? I'm not, but I'm not saying that's your preference. I'm just saying if there is a standard, just like with you know people go, oh, every woman is a size queen. Every woman wants like, like a fucking big fat dick, right? Wait a and minute. That is what every woman quote Let unquote me finish. wants. Go ahead. Straight guy talking here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so where have I heard that before? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> gonna, okay, so go for it. 
So go we ahead. speak with a little confidence. Go there. Like you Caucasian go. male confidence. Yes. Okay. Use which your is white voice. Also in, the pinnacle. Which is also in the movie. Oh Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> white guy talking here. Yeah. yeah. So uh I'm a winter baby. I was born in February. Mm-hmm. But I don't really like playing in the snow. Mm-hmm. You catch cold that way, in my opinion. I've seen Malcolm X too many times. <laughs> so I don't really I don't date Caucasian women. So right. <laughs> I just, I'm more partial to women of color. Great. So for you, it does include a black pussy. For you. Damn, they're exclusive to it. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. But, and that's why I didn't tie the question yeah, to your yeah, personal yeah. preference. If there was like a crowd of guys here and y'all all had to vote on a pussy, do you think a black pussy would make top five? Damn, how and many not a and not Beyonce's pussy. Not Beyonce's pussy. Like, first of all, her shit could be toe up. Like, we don't know. No, no, but you know what I mean. I just mean like from the outside, like what the assumptions would be. Like, so we're judging off how she looks outside of it. I feel like men do. I feel like men have an assumption. I have. So that's just I've natural attraction. Dudes, I've had dudes look at my pussy and go, "Oh, I was expecting this to be fatter, or that to be this way, or this mm. to be that." Like, you know what I mean? Based off of how they saw me, because I'm a big I girl. I can't call that racist. Okay. No, but I'm not saying that's racist. I'm just saying in general, like men make assumptions. And also, there are guys who are like flat out racist that prefer black women. Yeah. So it's, you know. But is pretty pink, shaven, like whatever, not usually. I mean, well, it doesn't matter what race you are. Please trim the hedges at least a little bit. Really? That's your stance on I don't feel like walking through Jurassic Park. No, <laughs> but what if she. Okay. Uh, okay, so this or that. That's a preference. Armpit hair or, or pubic hair? If you had to deal with one, which one are you dealing with? I'm dealing with armpit hair. Yeah. You see my beard? <laughs> Some things can get tangled in there. <laughs> I grew the... I earned this beard. You know what I'm saying? So, no. I, you, would, you would rather have a girl yeah, with armpit hair... Armpits. Rather than a girl who had aren't oh. shaves her armpits but doesn't shave her pussy. Okay. If I had to choose one, yes. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Awesome. Well, you know, I, you know, you, I understand you, you sort of dance in the line. You don't want to get caught in one answer, but I no. will say. No. All right. You know what? Ask the question again, because no, I'll, I'll give you a definitive answer. I no. don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want you to feel like I'm, I'm tight roping. No. Shout I'm out just, to Janelle Monae. Right. But is it not? I guess I'll just rephrase it to the yes or no. Is it not true that oftentimes when people are presented the idea of like pinnacle pussy, the like best thing you can have, that it often lends itself to lighter skin women? There is some colored pussy discrimination. There is. Thank you. Boom. That's la luz. Esa es la luz que yo quería. Ta o no ta? Ustedes son racistas o no son racistas? No les gusta el chocolate, nada más quieren leche. Sí. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Vaughn, where can we find you on social media and all that jazz? God damn. Well, my Instagram is deleted. I don't have one. Oh. That really scares yeah. people. No, I, I'm not scared by it. I just I mean, didn't realize. It got boring to me. I, you know, whatever. I didn't really. I deleted it. I'll, maybe I'll start another one. I'm going to work out and shit. So but your Snapchat is active. No? Yes. What's your Snapchat? My Snapchat is uh, this is twig. T W I G, that's a nickname of mine. It's uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm slim and shit. So this is Twig on Snapchat, and anywhere else we can find you? Yeah, you can find me. You can find me around town. Bottle um, full of boob. I couldn't help <laughs> myself. Can I find you in the club? 
No, you can find me in St. Louis <laughs> rolling on dubs. On dubs. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find us um, at Ladies Who Bronche on Instagram and on Facebook, at Ladies Bronche on Twitter. Uh, thanks so much for listening, uh, and we'll catch you next week. But until then, Bronche. Bronche.